and welcome to episode 19 of Film Music Nerds. I'm your host, Teresa Newman. And if you're new to the show, welcome. This is a podcast all about movie scores. And this month we're doing all horror films. We'll be doing one horror film score review per day. And today we're going to be talking about The Exorcist, composed... Music edited by, collaborated with so many different people. There's a lot of people that went into putting the soundtrack together and a really interesting story behind it, originally directed by William Friedkin. So before we jump into today's analysis, I want to first suggest that if you're new to the show, my suggestion to you is to listen to the episode here first and then go and watch the movie after. Even if you've already seen the movie a few times and it's not a new piece of work for you, going in and hearing, you know, some analysis on the music and knowing what to listen for, it's going to make for a more well-rounded experience. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump right in to a summary of the plot. One of the most profitable horror movies ever made, this tale of exorcism is based loosely on actual events. When young Reagan starts acting odd, levitating, speaking in tongues, her worried mother seeks medical help only to hit a dead end. A local priest, however, thinks the girl may be seized by the devil. The priest makes a request to perform an exorcism, and the church sends in an expert to help with the job. This film makes minimal use of music, a style choice which gives the film an air of stark realism despite the supernatural events depicted on screen. Of the minimal music used in the film, most famous is Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells, which went on to become a smash so huge that it essentially birthed the Virgin Empire. Before Friedkin settled on Oldfield's Prague masterpiece, he had originally commissioned a score from Lalo Schifrin, who had famously done soundtrack work for Cool Hand Luke, Dirty Harry, and the instantly recognizable Mission Impossible TV show theme song. Schifrin's atonal exorcist score was very much in the vein of Christoph Penderecki, whose cello concerto number one of Polymorphia was used in the film's final edit, and the dish with the addition of Bernard Herman-esque fright stabs. Schifrin speaking to Score magazine revealed some of the history of his work and Friedkin's reaction. Truth is that it was one of the most unpleasant experiences of my life, but I have recently read that in order to triumph in your work, you may previously have some fails. What happened is that the director, William Friedkin, hired me to write the music Music for the trailer. Six minutes were recorded for the Warner's edition of the trailer. The people who saw the trailer reacted against the film because the scenes were heavy and frightening. So much of them went to the toilet to vomit. The trailer was terrific, but the mix of those frightening scenes and my music, which was also a very difficult and heavy score, scared the audience away. So the Warner Brothers executives said Friedkin to tell me that I must write less dramatic and softer score. I could easily and perfectly do what they wanted because it was way too simple in relevance to do in relevance to what I previously had written, but Friedkin didn't tell me what they said. I'm sure he did it deliberately. In the past, we had an incident caused by other reasons, and I think he wanted vengeance. (laughs) This is my theory. This is the first time I speak of this matter. My attorney recommended me not to talk about it, but I think this is a good time to reveal the truth. (laughs) 
According to Neil Lerner's music in the horror film, Listening to Fear, Friedkin had asked Schifrin for a score that did not sound like music, quote unquote, and which was tonal and moody. Reportedly, Friedkin was so displeased with the partial score that Schifrin had submitted that he literally threw it out the studio window, mirroring the second story window ejections of Burke Dennings and Father Karras in the film. It's no wonder Schifrin called it one of the most unpleasant experiences of his life. Um, And I got to give credit to some of those quotes by uh, Christopher Bickle. And I also will say, I have listened to snippets of this rejected score, and it's pretty safe to say that the curation of what would become the soundtrack to The Exorcist was carefully designed and to sound incredibly similar to Schifrin's original score. The soundtrack was curated by a Eugene Marks and Robert Garrett and included mostly pre-existing music of the avant-garde style. Some of the final selections included several Christoph Penderecki pieces, as we mentioned earlier, such as Canon for Orchestra and Tape, Iraq, and Polymorphia. Night of the Electric Insects by George Crumb, Five Pieces for Orchestra, Opus 10 by Anton Webern, and the aforementioned Tubular Bells by Mike Oldfield. The soundtrack is abrasive in every way. As eerie and foreboding as the tubular bells melody is, it's almost a welcome oasis from the abrasive string sounds constantly scraping away at the sanity of the audience. I was personally working with this score on the other day just as a background noise for what I was doing otherwise, and I I had to turn it off. It was messing with my psyche. It was putting me in a mood that I was not ready to go in. So it does have a physical effect on you, on your body, this type of music. It can't be emphasized enough how impactful the sounds of Christoph Penderecki were on the horror film scoring genre, especially into the early 2000s and 2010s. It's incredibly easy to see the parallels of Penderecki's clustery atonalism and use of string sound effects in the works of Joseph Bouchara, such as his score for The Conjuring. This type of evil string sound has now come to dominate a nearly melodyless horror film score genre of today. This soundtrack deserves an entire dissertation worth of analysis, not only because of its influence on film scoring in general, but also how audiences began to perceive the role of music in their viewing experience. That it could manipulate their sensibilities much easier in the ways it was used in this film and much of the horror films that followed in its path. Although it's not a fully original score, I'm giving it a 9.9 out of 10 for the way it changed scary movie music forever. And that's the review. (laughs) Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Film Music Nerds. Come back tomorrow as we continue our one movie a day horror film score screening and analysis. Find Film Music Nerds on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and subscribe to the show so you can keep up with all the latest content posted. Enjoy your scary movie viewing and catch you next time.